Welcome to Kitty Talks, the podcast that shows you how to follow your passion and purpose. My name is Kitty Waters. I'm a serial entrepreneur and co-founder of ATL Europe Group, also the creator of Kitty Talks. Our mission is to inspire a generation of changemakers to follow their passion and purpose and make a difference on the planet. All our interviewees have been carefully selected and you will hear amazing inspirational stories of the people who have listened to their little voice and followed their purpose. They will reveal bite-sized tips and success secrets that can help you to fulfill your passion and purpose on the planet. Be sure to head over to kittytalks.com and sign up for our exclusive club where you can hear behind-the-scenes footage. These interviews will inspire you to take action. Please like and share so others can have the courage to follow their passion and purpose too. Good afternoon and welcome to Kitty Talks. Today I have with me Adi Shakti. She's a yoga teacher and conscious entrepreneur. She's committed to awakening the divine feminine and harnessing the power to support sustainable global projects to empower women on and off the mat. Adi, welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Adi. No worries. And you're all the way in Costa Rica. I am. Yes, it's a beautiful, warm, sunny, humid Caribbean day today. Oh, well, thank you so much for joining us. I'm so excited to find out more about you because obviously you are the owner of the Costa Rica Travel Authority, creative director of Passion Yoga School and the creative mastermind of Mahi Shakti Center. So, oh my goodness, you're doing so many things. And the Six Figure Yogi, the Conscious Business Podcast, which I absolutely love. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So I'd love for you just to tell us a little bit about what, what you're doing now. Obviously, I've just given the guys a bit of an overview of the various number of businesses that you're running. Um, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so what I am doing is really leaning towards reshaping how we look at the economy. And I think that we're hitting a place where it's extremely important that we start to understand that the work that we're doing out in the world really needs to come from a soul-based motivation. And so the work that I do, there's a spectrum to it, but it starts with a transformational process. We do personal transformation intensives here in Costa Rica, but it's a process of diving into our core wounds and really understanding the limiting beliefs that keep us small, that keep us afraid, that keep us in this place of depending on the patriarchy to kind of um, continue to support our existence. And so when we have these core wounds or when we have these beliefs around our shame, around sexual trauma, humiliation, abandonment, whatever these core issues are, many of us just kind of shove them into our subconscious and are unwilling to confront them. And so what I find is that when I'm working with people and and starting to wash these parts of ourselves with unconditional love, there is a creativity that surges with recognizing and and awakening to our own power and self-worth, especially in the work that I do with women. And so when that creativity surges, it becomes very obvious for many women what it is that they're supposed to be doing out into the world. And so we awaken to this truth that we are all one, right? This is the operating truth in the yoga discipline, especially. And so our dharma or our purpose is somehow related to that truth. 
There's something that ignites us and we're able to step into a place of service and serving and supporting others with that understanding that we are all one. And so with this creative energy that surfaces with this recognition of this truth, then it's time for us as awakening souls then to have the tools and strategies to actually channel that creativity, that power, that passion into a sustainable business. And then what we have is we have women or men as well, but that are out running uh, conscious businesses that are based on this soul truth that we are one. And so my students come out of my programs wanting to educate others on permaculture, on healing the earth, on um, supporting women through all different sorts of issues. And some people work with children, whatever it is, this passion, and then finding a way to monetize that and actually having the skill set and being empowered with that wisdom to be able to take that out into the economy. So it's the process of awakening to our own power mm -hmm. and then starting to transform ourselves into really taking personal responsibility, both for our internal condi condition and then eventually for our financial well-being as well. Um, so that's kind of the spectrum of the work that I'm doing right now. Beautiful. So you can take people from the beginning of their journey where they're kind of letting go of anything that's limiting and that they're holding on to through their passion and purpose it's into connecting with that. And then helping them manifest that and create that in a sustainable world way in the, on the planet. Yep, absolutely. That's it. Fantastic. Oh, my goodness. And how long have you been out in Costa Rica? I've been back and forth now for about five years. There was a time that I moved back to the United States and needed to kind of get organized and figure out what exactly it was that I was meant to be doing. But yeah, but we've been back and forth now for five years. And I've really been focusing on, on this particular work and this particular project for the last couple of years. And one of the things that we love to do at Kitty Talks is to inspire others to create lives that they love. So what I love to do is talk to people like yourself about their journey because, you know, none of us are kind of born on this planet knowing exactly how we're going to serve and what it is that we're going to do. It's a journey of discovery. And um, I'd love for you to talk us through kind of the different synchronicities and the different things that happen to you to lead you on your path to where you are today. Yeah, beautiful. So I was born in Indianapolis, Indiana, in the Midwest, in the United States, to a wonderful, loving family. And I really had a, an incredible foundation growing up. I had so many people that loved me and had a, a wonderful childhood. And I found that I kind of awoken to this desire to serve very, very early in my life. And I mean, of course, you know, there's trauma throughout my life of losing loved ones and really processing grief and all of these things. But I always knew that those parts of my story, those moments that were dark and scary, and those were the moments that really did shape and support me in my most profound growth and then reshaping my connection to spirit and all of these things. So going through my life and having these difficult experiences while also really being dedicated the service was really what my adolescence was like. So I finished high school in Indianapolis. I moved to Chicago. I went to Loyola University Chicago and studied with the Jesuits. And the whole premise of their education is men and women for others and everything for the greater glory of God. And so I studied philosophy and business and really educated myself on social justice issues globally and became really passionate about how to channel my energy and my resources to make a difference globally. So that's always been something that, that I've been hungry and, and called the do. So immediately after that, I moved to Costa Rica. And so I was in Costa Rica and I was working for a butterfly farm. We were working with a rainforest rejuvenation project. And so we were planting trees and 
taking care of the butterflies. And then I moved now to where I am in Costa Rica, which is Puerto Viejo. And uh, I was working with a non-government organization, NGO, where I started an after-school program for the children of a very, very rural community here close to where I live now. And basically started that from the ground up. I was given no guidance, really. I had a suitcase full of construction paper and was told to create a project. My Spanish was not very good. (laughs) And so it was this process of getting to know the families and the children and really kind of figuring out from the ground up what would actually serve uh, the people there. And so I did that for a year and I was working for $5 an hour and an hour long commute on the way there and on the way back in the Caribbean sun or in the Caribbean rain, one of the two. So that was a very humbling experience. And I finished that experience and then I went to India with my husband. I was there for a few months and that's when I really met my teacher, my guru, my spiritual teacher. And I was studying with him and I kind of moved into the more advanced practices and got my more advanced certifications and things in the yoga world and and started to understand more so how to use yoga, um, you know, not just in the physical realm, but also kind of feeling into these subtle energetics and how to start to work with people and heal myself and heal others with this kind of uh, subtle energetic wisdom that the yoga world has. And so from there, from India, I moved back to, I had to make some money. I had run out of money and I moved back to the United States. And that's where I was working with the Village Experience. So it's an organization based out of Indianapolis, but they run global humanitarian tours. Mm -hmm. And so I was leading groups of women to India, to Thailand, to Cambodia, to Guatemala, Costa Rica, back to India. I was on a plane, New York, LA, DC, doing recruitment for these different sorts of trips and it would be a trip and we would fundraise before we went and then we would see the schools that we built or whatever it is that we were fundraising for we would show the donors what it is that they had been able to create for whatever community we were in so I was in a position of leadership I mean at that point I was you know 24 years old and leading women you know a lot older than I was on and keeping them safe and handling the logistics and at that point in my life I was accumulating a lot of trauma um, just meaning that I was around these intense situations of poverty Poverty. Um, most specifically, we were in the, the brothels of the whorehouses of Calcutta. And so I was spending time and holding little girls to my heart that had been locked in a room and raped 30 times a day. And they have cigarette burns up their arms and tattoos. Mm-hmm. And these girls are young, you know, some of them, you know, five, six years old. And so that particular trip is kind of what really threw me into a depression. I was in a position where I was facilitating the experience for everyone else. And so my job was to keep everyone else in safe and normalize and kind of support everyone else emotionally. And I just got back to the United States after that trip in particular and just couldn't do it anymore. I just was, you know, what I was doing, I know was important and it was a really important part of my path. I was just so sad and feeling powerless and these short-term trips just weren't a way for me to feel like I was actually making a sustainable impact. So at that point is when we moved back to Costa Rica and I decided to start my personal transformation intensives with the intention of really awakening, inspiring, empowering women that already do have some resources so that they could then tap into whatever it is that they're most passionate about and, and go out and create those ripples out into the world. So I work with mostly people from the United States and Canada and Europe and I lead them through these personal transformation intensives, educate them, empower them, and watch them go out and make changes. So that's my entire life. And I don't know how long that took me (laughs) out five minutes. Oh, wow. And is it fair to say, like, in the beginning, you just went towards what interested you or what you would, did you just follow that inner guidance? Because, you know, you were doing some amazing things at such a young age. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think too, I mean, I was in a place at that point where, you know, soul work, especially as you're getting started, isn't, doesn't make you a ton of money. So I was in a place where I didn't have a family. I didn't really have any financial responsibilities. And so I was kind of able to lean into these really transformational experiences that didn't necessarily pay all that much. And so I'm very thankful because now that I own a home and I'm thinking about a child and, you know, I, I have a different kind of responsibility, but, but having that diversity of experience, it was really, really important for me to just have that wisdom and understanding as I was leaning into shaping whatever my own project was going to look like. Yeah, and I truly believe that we go towards, like, to find our kind of passion and purpose, that we go towards what it is that lights us up and what it is that really interests us. And the sole purpose and the sole path, like you said, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to initially generate you money, um, but it is about that listening to that inner voice of what feels and fills you up, really. Yeah. So I remember we like I've done your online six figure yogi business podcast, which is really cool. I recommend it to others. Um, And I remember you telling a story about a fire, about you were going one direction in your life and then something happened. I remember at the time thinking, I'd love Addie to explain that story because it sounded like it was kind of a really monumental um, pointer in her journey. So can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, of course. So I was in Indianapolis and my husband and I, I was doing all of this global travel and as you can imagine, it was taking a toll on me physically, emotionally, spiritually, and with my relationship as well. And so it was time to kind of ground and figure out what we were going to do that didn't have so much travel (laughs) involved. So we decided to start a yoga studio and we were going to do it in Indianapolis. And so this is when I was already living in Indianapolis and working with the organization, you know, where I was traveling all the time. So we started this yoga studio and we were working on the build out and I had my teachers picked and I had my intake forms printed. I mean, I was as ready as you can imagine. And then some kids burnt the place down to the ground. And so, you know, at that point I'd put pretty much my whole life savings into creating this business and it wasn't going to happen. As I started the rebuild process, there were all of these issues with the zoning and with the fire, then the municipality started paying attention and our landlord was cutting corners and things. And so it just wasn't going to happen. And so I just had invested all of this energy and all of this passion into this direction. And there were some red flags before that. But it really did feel like God, I, I use that word, whatever word you know, like to use, but that God burn it down. It was like, no, no, bad idea. And so at that place, I was already thinking about doing teacher trainings. I was already facilitating other teacher trainings with other programs that were in Indianapolis. And so at that point, we decided just to go back to Costa Rica and for me to start these transformation intensives and just kind of get people out of their comfort zone and, and into Costa Rica. And so, and it's just worked out beautifully. I mean, the business has blossomed, our programs are sold out and it's definitely definitely what was supposed to happen and so I'm, I'm so thankful even though that morning I almost threw up what I saw yeah so, I saw the building on the ground yeah I can imagine so do you think it was basically sort of the universe saying that you're going in the wrong direction yeah I do and we had other signs you just kind of kept pushing through and pushing through and pushing through and then finally it just wasn't even an option anymore so yeah so I definitely believe that it was divine guidance and and yeah and here we are uh, doing really well so I'm really thankful yeah so true isn't it I think as human beings we sometimes we keep going and we keep pushing even though things aren't flowing and actually when we start to listen to that and it's like pushing mud uphill though sometimes there's a reason you're pushing mud uphill you know I truly believe as well that quite often you know we can have these so-called bad experiences but actually they're the best things that can ever happen to us you know break down to break through basically 
Absolutely. So what's coming up for you? Like what's happening for you in the next year? Well, right now I have a group of 26 brave soul seekers with me um, and I'm with them through the end of this month. And then I am going off to Mexico and then I'm going to LA for a bit of training and rest and for myself. And then we're actually, my husband is turning 30. And so we're going to Machu Picchu in Peru at the end of November. And then, yeah, so next year, though, I'm running my first advanced program. I've been doing my beginner courses. And so now I'm running my first advanced program at the beginning of next year. And then I have several beginning courses. And then also I'm introducing this Empowered Goddess, the Modern Business Seminar for the Awakened Woman. And so I've been doing the online education through the podcast and through my video series. I have the online marketing and conscious business growth e-course at Six Figure Yogi. And finally, I'm, I'm putting together a live event. So I've been working on kind of cultivating a following with that platform. So I'm having some wonderful women come together and really focus on how we can support each other and getting really clear on our strategy for business. So I have a lot of students that I've worked with, with with this deep inner work and a lot of them are kind of looking for the next steps. And so my work now is just to continue to listen and support my students and create opportunities for them to grow in the direction that they're, that they're hungry for. So yeah, so I have a lot of programs through next year and then hoping to actually also, which is big for me, is we're building our house and we oh, wow. are doing it with a shipping container and compost toilet. So we're in that process as well of being a part of a sustainable community and kind of leaning into that experiment of what it means to be a sustainable community that's walking lightly on the earth, working together with our neighbors, shared gardens, you know, all that good hippie stuff. So that's happening for us as well. And can I ask, were your parents hippies? Were my parents Hippies? Yes, yeah. I would say my mother, <laughs> but not the feather in her hair, dirty feet, wild woman hippie. She's a hippie on the inside. <laughs> but no, I've been blessed. My grandparents too were flower children. And no, I was raised with, with so much love and so much light. And I'm so blessed because, you know, as I dive into this work with women and really learn about their trauma, I mean, I'm so, so lucky to have been born with both of my feet on the ground and to have that foundation. And I really know that I know lots and lots of women that have overcome that and have exploded and really woken their power. But my story definitely started with, with a very, very loving home. And I'm so thankful for that. And do you believe that we choose our parents, like, you know, souls that we choose the incarnation that we come into? I do. I do believe that. I think that it's really interesting that you bring that up because I actually just yesterday we had a lecture in my course on embryology and kind of the process of us choosing life and how even scientifically choosing to come down the fallopian tube is a choice that we make. And, and something else that I thought was so powerful yesterday that we all start as these omnipotent cells, that all of the cells when we were first, first getting started have the power to manifest into any other sort of cell. And so that's our actual physical manifestation early. And so I do believe that we choose whether or not we want to incarnate in our mother's womb and even from a very scientific perspective. And so I do believe that. I think that everyone in this life, we're designed to have a different sort of experience to fulfill our karma and to go through whatever lessons we're meant to go through to connect in deeper with, with source. But yes, I absolutely believe we make that choice. And what would your advice be to people listening to this interview, maybe women who got a very different experience, you know, maybe they're frustrated in their life and they're not sure kind of how to start down the kind of road of passion and purpose. Like what would be something that you think that they could do to start connecting to their soul and what it is that they're here to do. 
I think it's important that we do the shadow work. You know, I think there's a lot of different disciplines, especially the yoga philosophy that, that don't necessarily incorporate that shadow work piece. But I know for me in my life and my own personal evolution, there's been these spots or these gaps, I call them, you know, in self-love where I had a shameful experience or I am embarrassed about something or I feel abandoned and maybe with death or whatever it is, my early childhood or kind of these, these core types of experiences that we kind of shut out and don't want to look at, don't want to work with. And then we're always just kind of living. We don't feel whole. We feel segmented. We're always in a state of inner battle. Or So I think the process of having the time and taking the space to confront these sorts of feelings. And then what we have is we have the practices of yoga to filter them and heal them and, and through them. So whether that's postures through asana or pranayama, or we're working with which are breathing techniques, or we're working with our energetic system, or we're chanting. And it's amazing what comes up. I mean, I have students now, we're actually getting complaints from the neighbors. I kid you not, this is what I'm dealing with. <laughs> but people are diving into these practices, they're moving their bodies, and they're sobbing. There, a lot of times it's, it's screaming that comes out. And so my neighbors think that I'm teaching yoga and I am, but they're very confused. <laughs> they're very confused by all of this work. Because when you're made to feel safe and you're given a container of unconditional love and you're invited to start to look at these parts of yourself, I really think that that's the foundation. And then once you sort through these things, the spaces where you don't feel empowered, you don't feel beautiful, you don't feel worthy, and you're reminded of your true essence, that is the foundation for them really being able to powerfully move forward, knowing that you are capable and worthy and deserve a life that excites you. And so I think that the first step is, yeah. Diving in, clearing out the cobwebs, getting into the subconscious, taking a break from alcohol, taking a break from all of those things so that all that stuff starts to surface when we're not distracting ourselves. And so, yeah, so I think that's a great, great first step. Mm, no, that's really true. Like we use food, alcohol, chocolate. I said to my partner last night, I don't care, I'm having a piece of chocolate. <laughs> you know, it's a way of distracting ourselves and shoving stuff down so it can't come out. And, um, I truly believe that we are energetic beings. So it's really important that those emotions flow through us. And obviously what you're saying is that people, they're letting, be able to be in a safe space to then let those emotions out. And obviously they can be trapped in the body in many different ways, whether that's tears or like you're saying, screams or moans. And it's so important that we let those emotions out so that we free up our energy to be able to kind of create and manifest what it is that we want in the world. Absolutely. Oh, well, I want to thank you so much for coming and talking to us today. Your story is really inspirational. And I know other people are, anyone out there who's listening to your story, who kind of has that urge to maybe just even go and live in another country, you kind of prove to that, them that you can actually do that. Don't ignore the nudges or the instincts and uh, go for it. But thank you so much for coming on Kitty Talks this afternoon. And I look forward to having you back at some stage in the future. Oh, thank you so much, Kitty. Bye, darling. Thank you so much for listening to Kitty Talks. Be sure to head over to our kittytalks.com website and become a member of our exclusive club and you'll get free interviews and access to our private Facebook group. Exclusive webinars and secret success interviews. See you there.